0: Welcome to the Detours Podcast. Let's get lost. What's up, y'all? We're back with Detours, the podcast. Today, on this recording, we are talking about friends or family who have a quote-unquote bad child. Like, what do you do? What do you say? Do you say anything? So, I'm going to give y'all my experience um okay so in the last episode I briefly touched on how my son when he was little he was like the little sweetest little little thing. He was so nice. Didn't cause any trouble whatsoever, you know, at home or in public. Because I mean, even if he tried, I mean, you know, you know, I am well-versed from my own mother on how to nip it in the bud if something get out of hand at the grocery store. Like, <laughs> it's either that look or you're going to get pinched. I mean, it's several things, okay? But, um, you know, he is just now at almost 10. <sighs> he I, He's not bad, but he does have problems like following directions and also... Just learning how to not be so. Basically, he's at that stage when you're kind of annoying. I mean, we all go through it. I mean, I definitely remember a stage doing similar things, and I'm like, "Look at this! This is karma." (laughs) But I mean, overall, I mean, kids they go through their little phases. It's cool. And then I had another situation where I had a a really good friend, and her son wasn't bad, but he was annoying, and I was like, "Girl." And then it didn't help that our sons, they were cool, but they weren't like friend friends at that time. I'm sure they probably would be now if they hung around, but they weren't friend friends at this time. So they, so, you know, imagine just trying to be with your friends and then y'all sons don't talk like that. So then the son is like interrupting every five seconds and doing something crazy and just like, ooh wee, ooh wee. But disclaimer, I mean, I love kids, and I know that I, as a child, was not the, uh, I had problems with all of the above, so there's no judgment here, but when it comes to family, it's a little different. So, like, let me see, four years ago, I became an aunt. In my family, we call them aunties, so I became an auntie, and I am so proud to be one, to be inducted into the auntie Hall of Fame. And being an auntie is great because when I'm ready to dip, I dip. Like, if I'm ready to drop you off back with your parents, that's what we do if they in town. And it's like, you can be the best of both worlds. Like, I can, you know, correct you and I can also let your parents correct you. It's no problem. (laughs) So it's great. But like, my first nephew, he was born... He was actually born the next day after his baby shower. He was supposed to be born, I think, a month later. He was probably about four four to six weeks early, so he was a preemie. And he was a little bitty thing. I still remember the day going in to look at him, and I was like, I was really scared. I mean, the same thing went through my head that probably goes through everybody's head when you see a premature baby. Like I was scared for him and scared for my sister's first son. So, she was pumping her breast milk, and they had him in the little NICU, and he was jaundiced, and he was a tiny little thing. So, and I remember we, I went into, so my sister was still in the room. She had a C-section, and I went with her husband to the little NICU area, and with my brother-in-law. And so, we go in there, and we're just looking, and this white doctor, he comes out, and he's like, he's an older white guy. He's like, um... Well, I mean, you guys came in to look at him, but it's not very exciting. So he seemed kind of like annoyed that yet another family member had come to the hospital to see um the little baby. And so I was like, my brother in law didn't say anything, and um, I started not to say anything. And I was like, nah. Well, it's pretty interesting to me, you know. Like, it's very interesting to me. I would love to. I will sit there for hours and watch him because. Even though they're in a little NICU and they're like half sleep, half up, they are moving and there is there are things that they're doing and it's interesting to me. So, but I always joke with them now because my nephew, even though he is still small, he has always been abnormally strong. (laughs) Like that little dude, he can knock me down. And so I'm always joke like, did they like put something else in his milk? You know, they said it was vitamins, but was it something else? Cause he is so strong, but on top of being strong, he is extra smart and extra, extra bad. And he's also a Gemini. That's right. He's a Gemini. So let's go ahead and stop it right there. I don't need to say nothing else, (laughs) but yeah, no, he's a Gemini. He was supposed to be a little cancer baby a little cancer man zodiac but he's actually a gemini so the first gemini of our generation and um he is what i would call bad like when i'm saying bad i'm not saying not following directions or something like that but no he's bad as in he will punch you in the face and you tell him to stop and he won't stop so you have to uh say hey you got to get serious with him Like, don't do that. You don't hit adults. He'll punch you in the face, punch you in the stomach. Now that he's getting older, he's actually calming down a lot. But he also has a little brother now. So, he'll, like, he'll look around and make sure and try to check and see nobody's watching. And if he thinks nobody's watching, he'll, like, sneak a hit on his brother. (laughs) His brother who's two and he's four. And I'm just like, yo, this little guy is bad. And so, at first, I didn't know how to how to handle it like when I first had to watch him on my own when he was like probably between the age of two to four, I'm like, "Oh my God, You know when he was a little baby he I didn't really consider it bad; It was just like he's just being adventurous, like oh, he just tried to knock my flat screen down. It's fine. he's just one, but Now, if he tried that, I know it's very intentional. Like, he will break toys on purpose. So, like, hey, here's a toy for you. And he'll take it out your hand and uh, and try to break it. (laughs) And I'm like, what is going on? So, his little brother tried to take after him. But I'm like, he is bad. But I do. I have learned with him that, you know, he's getting older. He's calming down a lot. And I just learned a lot of patience from him. But I was just curious as to what do we do? Like when I was, I used to teach briefly (laughs) when I was teaching for Clayton County Schools in um, close to Atlanta. Those kids, some of them were actually really mischievous. I hate like I know we say don't call kids bad. That's what I read Um, when my son was little, like, don't call your child bad because if you call them bad, then they're going to actually be bad. But so I say mischievous for these kids, but like we would have kids. So we were virtual and we will have kids go in the chat. Now the chat, everybody can see principal, everybody, everybody can see it. So they would ask us to monitor the chat. And so one day I go in here monitoring the chat. You know, I'm thinking kids just going to be like, what's up, so-and-so? What's up, so-and-so? Oh, no. These kids in here cussing each other out, talking about the teacher, talking about the principal. And I'm like, boy, you have got to be kidding me. What is going on? So, but, um, you know, it's cool. I'm like, they're in virtual. They're going to do things. The principal was like, yeah, well, so-and-so, I just called your mother and we're going to see about that. And I'm like, "Ooh," <laughs> but <clears throat> I also felt bad for them because some of the kids were really struggling, like with this virtual situation going on right now. Like they just, you know, either didn't have anybody at home or somebody is home. They can't help them. And then I we saw a few kids on Live on the live Zoom meetings be abused. Like, hit upside the head, verbally abused, called dumb and everything else. And it was just like, wow. I can't believe parents out here wilding like that. So I guess we don't really know what's going on inside their household. But some of the things I saw just really upset me. Like, they are really... Kids literally need to be in school because for some of them for many of them school was their like sanctuary their solace you know so i just don't know what's going to happen going forward many schools have returned but we'll see for behavior i think it's going to be very challenging for teachers going back but i just wonder what we do what do we say when you're, like, around somebody whose child is acting out of control. Like, normally I won't say anything. I'll just, like, I might laugh. But if they do something and it's, like, and I'm real cool with their parent and it's, like, the parent can't handle it, if I'll wait for them to say something, then I'll say something. Then if it gets out of out of hand, then I'll jump in. But I'm never one to just jump in and dis- discipline people, kids, like, verbally. I do know some people who are though like they don't care they be like hey go sit down but that just ain't me I gotta make sure it's cool like with my nephews and all that of course but if it's just a friend eh probably not but on top of that we got the kids who are bad like or acting out I should say when we go to like event so like my son is in a lot of sports so kids when we're out and we're traveling with a sport I will definitely say something so we had some kids we had some brothers and their parents used to always be gone or not paying attention while we were at games or at practice so I do step in with that like if I'm like a parent helping out in the dugout or when we're traveling with football I will definitely step in and say like hey don't do that like those little boys they were probably like four to six and we were at a practice or a game and they they were over there climbing the fence like they were way up high on the fence and I'm like if I just sit here and not say a word I'll feel bad so I went ahead and told them to get on down and I just gave them a little attention and then so when I gave them this my attention they started following me around like some little puppies like I'm like, oh, so they just wanted a little attention. Look at that. (laughs) They just wanted some attention. And that's the problem with most kids. They want attention. I mean, my son included. I understand from listening to people who will say that they had a rough childhood um, for different reasons. It all basically boils down to attention. Attention. And they wanted someone's attention. So I definitely try to get my son a lot of attention, but not too much. It's a um, it's a balancing game, a balancing act. I don't want to give him too much, but I definitely want to be aware and be alert when I'm home and um, just let him know that I am paying attention to him, that he doesn't have to go to school and act out. And because I'm a single parent, I'm just like... You know, some things I can't, you know, some things that he wants attention in regard to, I can't really um, relate to him in that way. And so that's when I asked for some reinforcements from like his uncle and his his uncles and his granddad, stuff like that. That's when I need some reinforcements because some things I can't help him with. Like recently... (laughs) Recently I caught him um well I don't know what he was doing in the bathroom all I know is that when I looked at his phone before it was taken away <laughs> when I looked at his phone he had been going to these websites like um he was typing in Google like pikachu cum and furry come, like, cum like c u m and I'm like now who in the heck did he get that from so I'm asking him, like, where did you get that from? I mean, even if it was something you heard, how did you even know to spell it like that? Like, how did you even know? I mean, what's going on? You're only nine. But I reminded myself we were doing worse at nine. But um, he's like, yeah, this little boy at the playground, he told me to look it up. He told me to look it up. And I, I came and I looked it up. And I'm like, so you remember that from school all the way on the school bus all the way home. So that means that when your teacher teaches something in the classroom, you better remember that. You better remember it for that test because I am not playing with you. (laughs) But yeah, so I had to take his phone away because I'm like, that is completely inappropriate. And I felt completely out of my arena because if I had a daughter, I feel like I could help out a little bit more. But I felt completely out of my arena because and then I felt like, even if I did try to contact his dad, which I wouldn't, but I feel like he would say, I feel like from how I've seen him interact with his other son, I feel like he would be like, man, that's normal. That's what he's supposed to do. That's what he's supposed to do. I'm like, "Bro, this, he's nine, you know, he's nine and this is not something he's been exposed to. Like I would expect that like, I grew up in in the city, and so most of us were exposed to that type of thing, and we were, like, listening to different types of music. Like, my son still listens and watches Thomas the Train. (laughs) Like, he was not exposed to these things. He grew up in the country because that's where my support system was. You know, I would love for him to grow up in the city, but, like, as a single person, I had to come to the country like, if we were in the city, it would be a lot different, you know. If I'm a person bringing in TVs and this and that into my house that I don't save money, saved up to purchase. And then I come home and then my apartment has been broken into. Like, I can't deal with that and parent properly at the same time. Because, yes, we've been living in the city. We've been robbed a few times. And it was not fun. It definitely... The last time we were robbed, I was in high school, and I was living on my own at that time, and um, it was not fun. Like, I just did not feel safe going back over there, and, like, I didn't do no homework that night. I still remember going to school the next day. My English teacher asked me for some homework, and I had completely forgotten about it, and I was like, you know what? I forgot about it. We were robbed last night, and she, like, looked at me like is she lying? I'm like, I don't know. Like literally the only shoes I had left were the shoes that were on my feet and the shoes that I had at my mother's house. Those are the only pairs of shoes I had left. And I actually had a, I had all Jordans. Okay. This doesn't matter to me now. I mean, I guess it still does a little bit, (laughs) but I had all Jordans because I was working and, um, all of my Jordans were stolen. Like all of them and uh except for the ones i had on my feet (laughs) and they were all stolen lots of money jordan's my cheerleading bag but yeah so like i said i just try to give kids the attention they need and as a single parent give him what i feel like he needs and wants to an extent um so that he doesn't have to go to try to find that attention elsewhere now, is that every child that acts out is that all of their problems? Probably not, but to a certain extent it is. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go back I'll go back on that and say yeah, it's attention. They want attention. Some people just want attention. They don't care if it's good or bad attention. Like people who like post something on Facebook just cuz they know that it's going to get attention like something about the LGBT community or just like like they were just talking about this on Twitter how famous people will pretend to be um, you know, homosexual for the clout for what it could get them. And so like people who argue with people online and just go on and on and they're literally doing it just for attention. And that is, you know, I'm a Virgo, so I'm very cut and dry. And it's just like, that is such a waste. Like, you must really not have anything to do. Because, I mean, if you don't got anything to do, just say that. But um it's just like, it's scary. Like, I'm really scared if I have another child. Like, I absolutely do not plan on being a single parent for the next children I have. But it's just, what scares me is the fact that the next children I have <clears throat> will be with somebody who is involved. And so having to get someone else's opinion on things such as behavior and discipline, it definitely scares me. Like a friend of mine, she was just telling me how, well, actually, she was in a relationship with this guy. She They were together for, they've been together for years. And so she, they've been together a long time. So Recently, they decided to get back serious with each other, and they went out and got married just on a whim, just got married and um, at the courthouse and they had a discussion, and she called me about it, and they had a discussion about so basically her husband disciplined his son. he then told his stepson, like, if you're bad, I'm gonna whoop you too. And so she went back and told her husband, like, no, you're not. (laughs) No, you're not gonna whoop my son. And so he apparently got extremely mad at her and offended that she would not allow him still. Now, he couldn't discipline the son as a boyfriend. And now they're married. He's literally his stepdad. And he still cannot discipline him and she called me about it and I was a little conflicted but I told her like first of all your son doesn't he's very mild-mannered and you know just tell him hey don't do nothing to get in trouble and um and I said you know you guys should probably try to reach a compromise because he probably just wants to know that you trust him in that way and she said Oh, I can tell you're the type that just does whatever to please your man. And I was like, Nah, not at all. But, you know, this ain't just your man. That's your husband. That's his son. That's his stepson, you know. And plus, they're getting to an age where certain type of discipline is not even going to work anymore. Like he's going to be well past the stage of discipline of disciplining in a way such as hitting him with a belt. And so she was just like not having it. And she definitely, she won in the end, but it's like that conversation is going to come back up. And it's like, I think it's more so of a trust thing. Like, do you trust me to be in every aspect, the stepfather to your son? And I'm like, when i have to cross that bridge i might have the same qualms i might be scared as well but like i told her like before anything goes down he needs to talk to you and y'all need to have come to an agreement of what will the discipline action be this and what will like we need to be there together and definitely don't do that without me like a compromise and that's how they should go going forward but it's like you know if you don't trust them then like trust for me is big if I if I don't trust you I can't see myself marrying you like I want to trust somebody wholeheartedly of course I don't want to be like a fool out here in these streets but I don't want to be with nobody who I feel might make me feel like a fool so um, I just think it's a trust thing and that they need to talk about that. But that's what scares me about getting serious with my next children. Like I'm really going to have a whole my child will have a whole other side of the family that I'm have to that I will have to consider. Like I haven't had to do that for nine years because I um well, we're, we weren't married and due to some arguments and all that stuff, I separated I separated myself from that early on, so it will be no question. And, like, so I just consider what I think and what my side thinks, but I'll have to start considering a whole new side, and we'll have to talk about this together. And, um, you know, definitely now that I'm older, I feel like it'll be better because, you know, we're over everybody I'm with will be over 30. So he should be more mature and we should be able to have a real conversation. Like no, a nine year old should not be looking at pornography and that's not going to be a question. Like I feel like with, you know, his dad to this day, even though he's older than I am, that will still be an argument. Like he's nine. Like it's okay that maybe when you were nine, you watched that stuff, but it's not okay for him who is still growing still learning to be to even have that in his mind no it's not okay because he got other stuff to do trust me like boys definitely learn certain things slower (laughs) than girls so and like I said he still watches Thomas the Train so what does he look like watching Thomas the Train in pornography like that is a big difference so I'm excited about the next round and just i'm scared that i might have a they say the second children are you know they're a little you know scary and bad and all these things and i'm like oh lord if ooh, what's gonna happen you know luckily they'll have two involved parents but whew. but yeah so back to the initial conversation what do you do when someone's child is being out of hand and bad? Well, my advice would be don't say anything unless it just is absolutely, absolutely necessary or unless they ask you. And if it's family, of course, say something. But we also have situations where a family don't want you to say anything. Like I had a family member years ago when she said something about her daughter being bad and then i agreed and gave my input in it then all of a sudden she mad at me because i done gave her my input in it. i'm like girl we were having a conversation you said what you had to say and i said what i had to say and um she got mad i'm just like that's the truth don't be mad at the truth but she is literally the only person to ever do that because anybody else if it's family And we just having a regular one-on-one family conversation. And you're talking about it. And you initiated the conversation. It's nothing to be mad about. It's just, okay, where do we go from here? What you think? You know, so that's what I always say with my son. Like, I know that we're a village. And we're a pocket over here. So if I called you with the stuff, I want to know what you think. So I'm not going to get mad from what you think. Because what you think is what you think. I might, we're going to talk about it. But I'm definitely not going to get mad and be like, uh-uh, you always, you know. No, 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 no. Like, we're a village. And we got to do this thing together, especially as single parents. We got to do this thing together and be there for one another and learn from each other's mistakes. But, yeah. So, y'all let me know. Let me know what y'all think, because I am curious, like, have you ever just had a situation where the child was just completely out of control and you had to jump in and see what the hell was going on? Because I'm wondering. And then, you know, nowadays we always bring up, oh, well, this their zodiac sign. So it is what it is like. I just mentioned my nephew is a Gemini. And whew, them Gemini's, they are buck wild. That's no lie. But, you know, my son is a Cancer Zodiac. And, I mean, I've been being told for years that Cancer Zodiac sign, the men are very emotional. And I never really saw it. But the older my son gets, the more I'm like, oh my. Like, a little small tidbit, I would say that I just didn't see anything wrong with it. He is just oh so upset. Like he's just. His feelings are so hurt. And he just. He crying. <laughs> and I'm just like what? So the older he gets. I'm saying like those cancer men. They might be a little emotional. Then you know you got the Sagittarius men. I'm just going off a of man I know. <laughs> Them things. There they some liars. The big time liars. Same thing with Pisces. They nothing but some liars. And some emotional manipulators, liars, emotional manipulators, and uh, you know, it is what it is, and they like attention. And then, who else we got? Libras, they chill, but they too chill, they're so chill to the point of being complacent, and so. But, yeah, so that's just, you know, a little zodiac sign. But we're going to have to have another episode when I have a guest about the different zodiac signs and men and women and the differences. Like, I'm learning now that apparently Virgo men and Virgo women are very different. And the great things about Virgo women that we all love, men are the opposite. And so that's interesting. But, yeah, we'll get on that later. Maybe the next episode. We'll see. So y'all hit me up, let me know it's detours the podcast at gmail dot com or detours the podcast dot com. All right. Talk to y'all later. Bye.